Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast welcome to locatora radio season nine love, love at first, first listen. listen this season we're falling in love with podcasting all over again with new segments correspondence and a new sound listen to locatora radio as part of the michael dura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts what's up everybody this is Stephen a smith host of the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Hobo. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, we'll get into a big NFL topic in a couple minutes. But first, yes, you were listening and you did, your ears are working correctly. With 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the Sacramento Kings lead the Brooklyn Nets 119-87. to Yeah. Kevin Durant's had a hoodie on on the, on the bench for the longest time. Like, that's you know it's over. When Durant sits down puts the hoodie on and puts the hood up, that's it. He's done. I'm done. I'm not coming back in the game. It's over. You guys figure it out. It is a 32-point deficit. Now make it a 34-point deficit for the Nets, who are going to fall to 6-9, and nine, and KD has 27, Ben Simmons off the bench, 11-5-3, uh, and three. he's minus 3, KD 
Yankees minus 31. You know, when I said at the beginning of the season, I can't pick the Nets because they're not just going to suddenly put it together. After two years of trying to figure it out with KD and Kyrie and whoever your number three guy was, it was James Harden, he's gone, it's Ben Simmons, and now it's not him. It had worked. They hadn't showed you that, yeah, we can be great. It's been an entire time of stops and starts. And they came into this year with not knowing how long these guys were going to be on the team. How long was Kyrie Irving going to be around? Duna. How long was KD going to be around? He wanted a trade. They fired Steve Nash. Kyrie Irving gets in this whole big thing that nobody saw coming. You saw something coming. You just didn't know it was this specifically. And now who knows when he's getting back on the court. Um... I, I don't know. I, I can't believe anybody would actually say, and, and a lot of people did say, well, they're either a bust or championship team. How can you look at anything they've done and say this is a championship team? How? There's nothing. It's just, I don't know if people just were afraid and experts were afraid that, boy, if I say the Nets are going to suck and they turn out to be really good, I'm worried that Kevin Durant's going to slide into my DMs and he's going to call me out on Twitter. I don't want to say that, so I better say boom or bust. I mean, they were going to stink. They were going to be this bad. And look at how bad things are. The Nets had to fire a head coach. They haven't gotten Kyrie Irving back. They're getting crushed by the Kings, who were a 500 team in a game that was never even close once you got past halftime. Uh, yeah, this is who the Nets are. And it's going to end for the Nets like it usually ends for teams where it never winds up going forward. Eventually, Kyrie Irving is going to get traded. And that's, I guarantee you, what the Nets are doing right now. They're sitting back and saying, okay, uh, when is Kyrie going to come back to the team? And for for the outside perspective to be, Kyrie needs to be able to come back if he's doing things to come back. I'd say two things to that. Number one, uh, I want to see Kyrie be a little more visible about wanting to come back other than, uh, oh, he should be able to come back now. I want to see him understand, hey, no, I, I really know I've, I've put my my job at stake here and my reputation. Stake. I need to be showing you that I'm doing a little bit more so I can come back in and play. But the main thing about the Nets is they're looking to see, will anyone take him? Can we trade him somewhere because we don't want to bring him back to this team? Can anyone take him? And once they figure out Kyrie Irving, I got news for you. The next guy is Kevin Durant. Because by the deadline, Durant's going to be the most sought-after guy in the league. Because Durant will have said, this hasn't worked, I want to trade again. He's not going to go out there and get his brains beat in every single night, which is what's happening. He's going to once again say he wants to be traded because they're not going to build a team around him. He's going to understand that the Nets are not, hey, build around me and then we're going to go win a championship. He's got to get that if I want to go win and I want to keep my reputation as being Kevin Durant, I have to go someplace else and join another team. It's a big swallow your pride because you didn't like the fact you didn't get the credit going to Golden State. Oh, I still should have got the credit. I was the one that went there and we won. But that's how it's going to go. The Nets are never going to be good. They're looking to find someone to take Kyrie Irving right now who will take him, and then they're going to move on Kevin Durant. By the time we get towards a deadline, the 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 trading of Kevin Durant is going to be an everyday topic. What team will go get him and be a, and be a title shot because you're adding Durant to a pretty good core already? Who's going to be that team? There's going to be a new story every day, and it's going to be hot for the early part of next year. Well, we got to have some uh, chaos, right? We we didn't think it was going to be a nice, easy run. Did you expect this twist to it? No. No, not at all. But for Kyrie Irving uh, to address that first, right, it's one of two things. Either you find a team that says, we've got stability in our organization to take this on, or we're just crazy or desperate enough to do it. And I know a lot of people keep Photoshopping him into Lakers gear and all this other stuff. Do you, do you really see that happening? 
I, I don't know that I see that happening. Uh, now, gets to free agency, and you don't have to give up assets. Now, that's a whole other thing. But again, you're looking at your institutional uh, health uh, as you've got it flowing? Do you have a the top down where everything's kind of in a good place where you feel you can integrate him and not have it disrupted? The answer is n- there's really no place, but someone will be uh, bold enough to think that they can fix it, that it's going to work here. How many times have we seen this through the years, Jason? Guy who's well-traveled, well-versed with plenty of blow-ups. And you're like, oh, he's so damn talented. It- it'll work for us. I'll be the guy to fix him. It's like all the people that in the NFL that I've always tried to fix quarterbacks. Yeah, that guy didn't work there. It worked there. But you know what? I'm the whisperer. I'm going to figure this out. Sometimes they win. Sometimes, uh, and most of the times, they do not. With Kevin Durant, yeah, they're 6-8 and eight going into tonight and getting bludgeoned. If that becomes a regular thing, then, then sure. Then, then it's the opportunity uh, for that to happen. Now, he still scored some points, still had uh, so, some offensive wherewithal. You saw a little bit of balance with, with Ben Simmons. Not enough, obviously, in the minus 30-plus in your plus-minus column. But could he try to force his way out? Well, uh, according to all reports, he tried to before the season, so why would he change his mind now? Unless he really just hated Steve Nash, and that was really the only uh, bit of it. But I don't buy that. I don't think it was you know, the animus with him. I think it's just the, the overall circumstance of where it didn't coalesce as they expected with James Harden, and then Ben Simmons didn't or couldn't play. At some point, maybe we'll get uh, a true evaluation of what that was between his back uh, and, and he, where he was mentally to get back on the court. Either way, didn't help their their efforts last season. And the last thing you want to do is go through another six months of that. Especially, I mean, he's not a, a young guy, right? He's a guy that's gone through a couple of injuries, missed significant time, little load management mixed therein. But we're talking about a guy who's in, what, year 14 or 15 of his career. We always do that with LeBron. Oh, you're 18, you're 19. Think about some of these other guys that have been in well over a decade. It, it becomes the same principle of how much time do you have left where you want to be competitive and winning versus just well, I'm, I'm playing and I'm putting up buckets. That That's the big divide. And what we're always trying to figure out uh, in the psyche of, of any athlete, right? Is it the winning? Is it the camaraderie? Is it just I want to accrue some more stats and I'm stat padding for my place in history? Somewhere it's a combination of those. You're just trying to figure out where the biggest coefficient is. Look, he's 35, but he's still scoring 30 a game. And he has never been a player that you saw you could build around. The Oklahoma City Thunder thought they could build around him. They couldn't. He got unhappy. He went to Golden State. He thought, now that I'm in Golden State, I'm here with Steph, but it's going to wind up being my team. When I come in, we're going to go to finals. And they did. And they won two and probably would have won a third if he didn't blow out his Achilles. But he didn't get the respect he thought he was going to get once he won a couple of championships, right? Because he went to Golden State like LeBron went to Miami. I want to check that box off my resume so I don't get that daily hate from fans that, oh, you can't win, you can't win. Then it didn't work. So now I'm going to go to Brooklyn. And they tried to build around Kevin Durant. And Durant's not a leader. And he's not someone that that will take the team by the scruff of the neck and say we're moving on in the playoffs. And so he understands where he's at in his career that no one's going to take me now and build around me because I'm too old and I've proven that I'm not a leader. So I got I to gotta suck it up. I got to swallow my pride. And I got to be okay with a trade someplace where I can be the missing piece. And if that's his lot in 
life in basketball life, then so be it. And he's got to be okay with the fact that whatever his career is as it ends, there's going to be people who are going to say on, on TV shows and everywhere else because he cares so much about what people think, they're going to say, man, we are overlooking KD as the best player of the last 15 years. And then there's going to be a lot of people who are saying KD was never a leader. He had to go join other talented teams to go win. That's why he got his championships. He does not want that narrative at all. That's the worst thing for him is for people to say, yeah, KD doesn't deserve it. He wasn't that guy. But if he wants to win and wants to be relevant and not want the last thing we see of Kevin Durant to be, boy, he tried to go to Brooklyn and prove that man, I'm just I'm just not a leader or a star anymore, then he's got to be okay with it. And he will. Because the, the, because it, as, as you get closer and the Nets stop winning, what's he going to really do? Right? They're not going to go out and get players to come back and play with KD. They're not going to go out and, hey, in free agency, we're going to do this. No, the Nets are going to be a teardown. They tried it by spending a lot of money and getting the stars in. It didn't work. They're going to be in a teardown. And while he is so sought after, KD will have his choice of teams to go to. Because he'll have that sort way with with Joe Sy and say, listen, here's where I want to go. Right? These are my three teams I'll go to. Portland, Miami, the Lakers. I, I'm just throwing these teams out there. right? He'll say three teams that he wants to go to and he'll wind up going to one of them because he is still a difference maker for a team winning a championship. And the conversation, the best conversation we will have for him is, boy, is it just like Golden State? Is he more responsible for this championship with the Cavaliers? Is he more responsible for this championship with whoever? Or is it somebody else? It's not the greatest thing for him, but at least it's more championship conversations. No, that's the fun part, right, of trying to figure out in your own uh, head how important you are. Everybody does it, no matter what your field. We just watch it with athletes on a, on a whole other stage. Hell, we watch it in Hollywood. We watch it in our careers. Although, What's my value? Where do I stand? Where's growth potential? All of those things, right? The guy that was the leading man that's now the fifth male lead and has, has to become a character actor as they get a little bit older. All of those kind of things. With Kevin Durant, the breakup with Golden State was uh, a bit of the disruption with he and Draymond Green, but you know, at the core of it, it's always rumored that he was just grousing over the fact that he didn't get more consideration for the Finals MVP awards that he won, that he was still seen as an add-on, right? The hey, I I, I checked through and I want now I want extra guacamole, and that's <laughs> where Kevin Durant is in the food. Well, because we talk food and beverage a lot, so let's do it here so he's the add-on that they were a good team and he pushed them over the top and now it's can you find a scenario whereby he he recognizes that he can't stir the drink without the other players that he's not the leader and and that's hard man I mean, go back to Pulp Fiction. That's pride blanket with you because you, you're looking around saying, I'm a great player, and, and when people that I respect do these rankings, I'm always up top, and I've got my yes people around me. I've got my echo chamber. I've got my social media burner accounts. I mean, what is he doing in this new age of Twitter? How many accounts did he get verified before that got shut down? I, the world may never know. How many but $8 the, checks he's making out every No, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many of those did he buy before they – they shut down that pilot program. Did he do it from like 15 different accounts? I don't know. But the the idea of trying to take stock of who you are and, and the continuum of, of what, what that legacy is going to be. I mean, it's, it's really a fascinating character study of what Kevin Durant is over these next couple of months and then two, three, however many years are left before he hangs them up. What does he want that legacy to be? Does it matter that he adds more titles? 
know he wants that leadership role, but, you know, this is one of those stare in the mirror kind of moments. You know, am I a man or am I a Muppet? And I don't know. I mean, what what are you? Tanya, get ready. The KD trade fiasco is coming. Is he a future Laker? It's coming. No, no, no. The Lakers are going to be terrible. They're not going to make a trade for him. No. It's going to be no. It's going to be a contending team. It's going to be a, a team like a Portland or a Denver or somebody who's like, hey, Utah. you know what? Better than we thought. Utah uh, just yeah, said, maybe. forget it. We're hey. going the other way. Hey, maybe. But like, there's team. No, there, there's going to be teams that's going to be. Oh yeah, come on. We'll we'll give you we'll give you something good for KD. Not going to be what the Nets want or what they think they're going to get because KD's not that guy, but they'll get they'll give up something. They'll get something they can that the Nets will be able to restart with. It, it, it'll happen. And KD will go somewhere and whoever he joins, they'll be the trendy um, favorite to win the NBA title. All he's got to do, KD's got to do is just wait it out a couple months. Wait and time your trade request to a point where, okay, now we have to let you go. It's the second time you've asked for a trade. You've tried to make it work with a new regime. It's not working. And, you know, we're, we're 10 and, and, and 25. We're not going Going anywhere. So, yeah, you just got to time it right and it's going to happen. That's all you got to do. I'm here for the drama. KD is there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. Uh, they do apply. Uh, well, just really quick, Sacramento has done it. They have put 150 on the Brooklyn Nets, they're going to win this game 153 wow. to 121. They have put 150 put on the, the banner up. against Brooklyn. Now, I, I don't want to say this is rock bottom for the Brooklyn Nets, but well, can it really get worse? Can it really sure. get worse for KD right now? I mean, they, they could go and lose this, lose again <laughs> and again. They can go get hammered by the the Knicks. There's lots of ways this could get worse. 153. To 121 is your final score. 153. Woo, man. Just like I said, just wait. KD will get traded by the deadline. It's going to happen. They'll find a way Find a way to move on from Kyrie soon. That's what they're doing right now. It's why he's not back, but they don't want to allow him back when they know they're just going to move on from him at some point and trade him. It's going to be Kyrie first, and then it's going to be KD as it gets to the deadline. That's how it's going to go. Trust me. Uh, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Carmen. I mean, don't they play the Bulls coming up soon? Don't you play them pretty soon, buddy? Uh, I'm sure. I think I'm you do. I'm sure I, they do. Yeah, I think I think you have them coming up soon. So yeah, that'll be a win I, for you. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, maybe get back to 500. <laughs> you know, it could happen. Well, you know what? Both, both of them are struggling, yeah. uh, as it were. <laughs> Bulls 6-8. and eight. Uh, They've got the Pelicans. Pelicans with a big win over Memphis. No Zion. Uh, in tonight's game, out with uh, foot soreness. Let's see, you got New Orleans, then Orlando, then Boston, then Milwaukee. Uh, they, don't, they don't see the Nets for a while here. Oh, a couple of games a, that, against the Knicks back-to-back okay. uh, in mid-December. And then another game right before Christmas. Why are they playing them three times in like a week and a half? Well, it's a series. The hell is it's this? like a playoff series. What are we? What are we doing? Yeah, it's a playoff. This series is like for the you. NFL schedules that I hate so much. <laughs> Why do they play five of their division games in the first seven weeks? <laughs> Stupid. Uh, more NBA coming up later on, but 
The big NFL news of the day, the Rams have lost Cooper Cup potentially for the season. Cup was put on IR earlier today and uh, unsure when he's coming back. Potentially could come back late in the season, but he's going to have ankle surgery and IR meaning he's going to miss at least four games. Potentially could come back, but why? The season is done for the for the Rams, right? And this is not that hot a take, right? The 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 Rams just yeah. it's not been the year for the Rams. I mean, their run it back has gone so incredibly awful. I mean, the run it back has been ew, man, this is embarrassing. I mean, you're talking about a defending champion who nine weeks into the season is in last place in the division and are gonna be the first defending champion to probably not make the playoffs since the Broncos, like seven years ago. And that was when Peyton Manning retired and they needed to find another quarterback. It's just not working right the Rams on offense they look old they look flat they just don't look like the same team just a lot of it's not working the playmakers on offense isn't nearly what it was a year ago there's nobody else outside of Cooper Cup who scares you the running backs are just okay the rest of the receivers are just okay Allen Robinson is a huge bust guys have been hurt the defense is getting older you spend a lot of money on older players as dominant as Aaron Donald is he's over 30 spent money on Bobby Wagner over 30 you are spending a lot of money on guys and eventually you're going to have to start paying. And this is the real conversation about the Rams because look, yes, it's over. They're three and six. They almost have to run the table to get out. And this is not a team that looks like they can run the table. They still don't know when Matthew Stafford is going to come back Mm -hmm. at being a concussion protocol. The big question is, is the era of the Rams over? And I'm pretty sure it is. It's been a real big NFL-altering six-year run for the Rams, who have been to two Super Bowls and won one, and they've done it with the F-them-pick strategy that teams are starting to adhere to. Hey, it doesn't matter draft picks. Let's go get established players, whether they're young established players or young veteran established players. They're going to come in and play well for us right away, and we're going to be able to win. And nobody in the NFL ever really built that way because it was always about the draft picks, and we got we get people young. We don't make that those kinds of moves because that's not how you win. But the Rams said, F them picks, and they wound up winning. Not only that, they kept it going for a period of, of five or six years. Hey, well, we'll keep pushing and kicking that can down the road of where we are with salary cap issues and where we are with getting draft picks. And we'll keep moving, we'll keep moving. But now, yeah, the era of the Rams looks like it's over. Not just because you're worried about salary cap issues now because you're paying Matthew Stafford, you're paying Bobby Wagner, you're paying Allen Robinson, you're paying Aaron Donald, you're paying a lot of guys. Your team is just not that talented, right? And and you don't have a lot of picks you can move to go get other guys unless you want to put 2023 and 2024 at risk. You already don't have a first-round pick in 2023, and you only have four picks overall, so you're not going to remake the roster in a year. The next time you're going to really get roster flexibility is going to be 2025. And where is Matthew Stafford going to be in two and a half years? Is he going to be healthy? Is he playing every day? Where are a lot of these guys going to be in a couple years? Are they going to be healthy? Are they be playing every day? Cooper Cup's going to be over 30. The era of the Rams is over, and they're going to need a little bit more of a rebuild than anticipated. And it may not be so much a rebuild of, boy, they're going to stink for three years and they're going to come back, but it's going to be a year or two before the Rams even get close to back to being what the Rams were because the best players they've relied on have all gotten older and they're all not quite as good. You just got worked by Colt McCoy. I mean, come on, man. Colt McCoy comes off the bench with zero rest. 
reps, and he's able to run an offense that just does what they need to do against you. The, the biggest weapon on the team was out in Kyler Murray, and the, the guy who was their starting running back for years plays one snap and then gets cut the day later, and they still wound up beating you, and they still put 27 on the board. So yeah, the era of the Rams is over, man. It, it's, it was a great six-year run, but now you got to stop and you got to retool and you got to reload and rebuild. It has to happen that way. You need to get more assets, and in a year and a half, maybe, then we start seeing the next era of the Rams. But is Sean McVay around for it? Is he going to sit through a rebuild? Maybe not. So that's why this era of the Rams, you say, okay, well, maybe they'll rebuild. No, there's going to be changes, and guys are going to go. The next the next coach who comes in isn't going to be as enamored with Matthew Stafford in a year and a half, and maybe that's when they want to move on from him. So yeah, the changes are going to come, but the era of the Rams, as we know it, the big Super Bowl contenders and what they are, it's over. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the look and champion the blank those picks long before it became fashionable and before the Rams were doing. I was like, I don't, what do I want with a bunch of draft picks? Give me guys that can play. Unfortunately, that does mean that you have a very short shelf life, particularly if you trade all the way down the line. Look at the Lakers. Uh, so stay in town with he, with the Rams and, and where you're at now. Stafford last year was a guy that turned the ball over a bunch. But they had an offensive line that at least gave you a puncher's chance and Cooper Cup being all worldly. Uh, and and you, you looked at, at least from an offensive efficiency standpoint, you had it. Uh, late addition of Odell Beckham Jr. helps push things along the way. Defensively, you're making plays up front. You lose a bunch of games to injury, and they're middle of the pack uh, in terms of overall games lost uh, by starters this year. So not overwhelming. But when the offensive line starts to crumble and we're watching Andrew Whitworth uh, on Thursday nights instead of playing on the field where, look, even at, at, at an, as an older offensive lineman, he was still better than anything they put out. I'm not sure if, if they broke the streak. I didn't, I didn't see the, the five that started this week compared to the others, but I know they had started uh, a different front five every week this season trying to find the right combination. Uh, just tinkering along. We've talked a lot about how poor the run game is. Whatever's going on, whatever did go on, is going on with Cam Akers. Not the guy they anticipated coming back. Daryl Henderson barely falling forward. Now, hey, Kyron Williams is back. Well, you're still behind a terrible offensive line. Now you lose Cooper Cup, so you don't have anybody. right? Telling me that, hey, Van Jefferson's back and Allen Robinson, now it's his time to shine? It's the Tyler Higby show if he's healthy with, with Woford under center because that's about all the time he's got. Hot route, tight end, <laughs> back and back and forth. So you've got a team that's crumbling, and I, I think the, the biggest thing you, you put on the board there was Sean McVay, right? Remember, we talked with our guy Jay Glazer about his unbreakable mental health podcast and, and the conversation that he had had with Sean McVay about – the, the rumors of stepping away, work-life balance, uh, his personal relationship, and, and what that's done in terms of his hours in the office. And he's not doing it the same way. And some would say, well, no, he be, needs to keep living in the office. No, it's part of the argument we made when Jeff Saturday got hired. It's a different world, right? We're trying to figure out uh, best practices and working hard, uh, smarter, not harder, right? You don't need to put in those hours. And for Sean McVay, if the flirtation has already been there with, hey, I can get a lucrative lucrative offer from television. And hell, it's kind of that swap him for Peyton kind of thing that we've joked about a bunch. But as this team starts to spiral even more, 
perhaps that comes into light uh, a little more and, and, and becomes a more realistic proposition uh, as we flow through the season. Because it ain't getting any better. I mean, who's walking through that door? You're suddenly going to start – you're going to jumpstart the offense with Cooper Cup off the field? I mean, what, what would that um, – you're just throwing stuff up against the wall and chaos ensues? Maybe. Uh, but I, I think that's a tall order. And with Matt Stafford, you had those fluke injuries to start his career. Now he's beat up because that's the other thing, the elbow injury. Now a concussion uh, diagnosis that's kept him out. And Sean McVay pushing that. Hey, that's the medical people. Don't look at me. Leave me alone. I've been pretty telling about that, right? It's an extra stressor. So you don't have your veteran to at least try to calm things down. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pressure point situation. You got your, your Super Bowl. And for me, that's always going to be worth it, right? Give me the Florida Marlins model of all those years ago. Give me a title, and then if you need to strip it down, strip it down. I'd rather do that than be okay for a long period of time because then we can go back to the drawing board and perhaps find lightning in a bottle a second time. Take some time. You'll take your lumps, uh, but I think it's a better way to do it than to, to scratch for mediocrity. No, and, and I agree. And the interesting thing was we always wanted to know how long could the Rams keep this going, right? Sure. How long can you keep kicking the can down the road of trading picks and trade until it kind of you realize you have to start over again? And six years. I mean, that's a pretty good run, man. That's a, you know, six years and two Super Bowls. Anybody in the world would sign up for that. Are you kidding? I mean, that's it, man. I mean, yeah, okay, so you can keep it going for five or six years. You sign those players, you bring in the right guys, but then event, eventually you got to pay. Eventually guys get old. You can't just keep – that's why you need to bring in young players at some point because, you know, you, you got you to be able to have new guys to well, build around. But I, th- but I think a lot of it goes to, as we, we've talked about, uh, we had Jordan Schultz on earlier in the show, right? So talking about what Seattle did. And it's something we, we got into before the season began of Schneider and, and Pete Carroll with no Russell Wilson there, the ability and a different strategy, i.e. go back to the original blueprint of what they built all those years ago. And what does that take? It, it takes getting it down to the studs. We watched all those guys grow, right? Those middle, late-round picks, those guys that were undrafted free agents. You, you made a smart move bringing in Marshawn Lynch. But otherwise, those guys are uh, mostly uh, homegrown or cast-offs altogether from other teams, and, and you made it work. But then once it had to become Russell Wilson-centric and you were trying to appease him and build to him, and it took you away from the formula that you had, right? The secret sauce. This is new Coke. You went from the thing that worked. It's like, no, I'm going to foist this upon you, and here you go. (laughs) And and what happened? You won some games. You had some good times. Did you get to the pinnacle? No. And what did you have? A lot of backbiting and fighting behind the scenes to where now anybody that can get in front of a microphone, including Pete Carroll, goes out of their way to sideswipe this guy as they can. Hey, he wouldn't wear the wristband. Who doesn't want to wear the wristband while quarterbacking? Seinfeld callback. You know, I'm, I'm grabbing all sorts of pop culture from the 80s and 90s, showing my age here on a Tuesday night. But uh, the, the point just being that at some point that era ends and you've got to reboot. And at least if you have a blueprint of how you want to operate, you know that that has worked before. Do you adapt to the new game? Absolutely. But in theory, they're the ones that were the trendsetters. And now they just have to zag again. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. The new college football poll came out a few hours ago, and to no one's surprise, the top four teams are who we thought the top four teams were going to be. Georgia is number one, followed by Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Moving up to number seven is the team that holds the key to the college football playoff, and that is USC. The one-loss Trojans are now the only team from the Pac-12 that can dent the college football playoff. With UCLA losing and Oregon losing, it's it. That's it. USC is the only one. They have a tough game against UCLA. They got the Pac-12 championship. And because it's the Pac-12, yeah, you can see them walking out of the regular season with everybody having two losses and nobody getting to the playoff. Sure. But... With Which is a far cry from what we had going into the weekend. Right. It was, it was, right, it was all yeah. excitement. Yeah, here yeah. we go. Because there was a promo running. Right. And, and I was in on Sunday morning. It was still running. I'm like, <laughs> hey, get rid of that promo. Yeah, it, was, it, sounded, it was a great theory. And then they went out and sucked. Now, the co- UCLA lose that game. Dorian Thompson, Robinson, who's been fantastic all year. How does he miss that pass yeah. to end the game? I know, I know. How? But... It's still a good conference because look at all the teams that are ranked in the top 20 and top exactly. 25. It's still, Washington but, with a big win, obviously. Yeah, because they move yeah. up, sure. But the, the star of the conference is USC. And because of the way the college football poll is, is, is laid out, if USC is a one-loss Pac-12 champion, they are in the college football playoff. Doesn't matter anything about LSU or Tennessee or whatever. Else. If USC has one loss... They are going to the college football playoff. They are the rock stars of college football. They're the guns and roses of college football. They were a dynasty for so long. Then they disappeared. We didn't know if they would ever get back. And hey, guns and roses is back and they're touring and they've been on tour for like four years now. Oh my God, it's awesome. Uh, That's USC. They are back now and a one loss team will make it ahead of everybody else. Trust me. The college football playoff committee has said, listen, if you're a no loss or one loss, uh, big five, power five conference. Yeah, you're most likely going to make the playoffs. And a USC team, yes, is going to make the playoff. They're going to be in. The loser of Ohio State, Michigan, is going to be the team that's out of luck because it's, well, we like these guys, but this is USC and Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley and look at all the points. They're scoring 50 points a week and we have to put them in. They will they will jump up past everybody. They're moving up at a good pace, and if they win, they beat UCLA, they win the Pac-12 championship, they're in the college football playoff. They control their own destiny. Nobody else needs anything else outside of the top four, except USC is the only team that controls it. LSU needs a lot. Tennessee needs some stuff to happen. USC controls our own destiny. Just finished the job, right? You've been rolling along, and, and I know we had the big injury at the tailback position, uh, but they're loaded uh, as as much as you, you miss a guy that's rushing for seven yards a carry uh, and, and a big touchdown total uh, that we saw that on Friday night. But you, you move forward, and it's style, style points from a television show perspective. All right, we can talk about rankings and – and the way we used to impress the pollsters in the old, old system, right? 
pre-BCS and you'd be watching games and maybe beyond point spreads uh, at that time. You, you had the, all right, if we score, what'd they score over there? 60, right? Spurrier and Bowden going at it and all of those things. Well, USC's got a little bit of that, right? The sex appeal of the explosive offense, all of those transfers and, and big names that you mentioned. And as a television show, yeah, you want and you would love to have an L.A. team finally back in the mix, right? When, when the rock stars of the world, it's funny how we keep talking about Pete Carroll uh, and all of this, but it goes back to him and what that squad was. And if you can recapture a little of that by getting them into the mix, yeah, and any of the, the final tallies, even if it needs to uh, be nudged a bit, gets them in into the winner's circle. Right. You're going to make that choice uh, and 10 times out of 10. So if they take care of business, narrow favorites this week against UCLA, one and a half points is, is your uh, spread right now, Jason, with a uh, 71,000 people ready to rock the house. Already a sellout. They were really trumpeting that today. So oh, well, hey, great. listen. I'm not saying USC can't go in and lay a big egg and lose this No, game. that's We've right. No, that sure. Happen, right? It's the Pac-12, right? We've seen it. But they control their own destiny. It yeah. doesn't. It, they don't need anything else in front of them other than to win the last two games. That's it. Everybody else outside the top four needs help because TCU, what the playoff committee has told us is that we think they're good, and if they're an undefeated conference champion, they're going to make the playoff. And they keep. And it's hard to see them keep winning, and they're going to win the Big 12, and someone going to get ahead of them and nah, they're going to make the playoff everybody the top four teams all control their own destiny of course and it looks like even if georgia loses a game they're still going to wind up making it and we could get into chaos with usc and uc and with uh michigan and ohio state depending on how many other teams lose but the one team outside of it look everybody else needs that help and it's going to be a big justification to try to move up sec teams with two losses but a one loss pac-12 conference champion usc yeah book your playoff dates it's going just got to in the last two games, and which is not going to be easy, but they control their own destiny. Only once. Well, that's do. it. Handle your own business, right? That that's the the only thing you can do, and it's you know something you try to tell the kids that you coach your daughter in the classroom and what she's doing. Certainly, what I do with my kids. Everybody else is a lunatic. You control what you can. Same thing in college football. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, we ask a large question about one of the most overachieving quarterbacks in the NFL this year. That's straight ahead right here. Jason and Mike, this is Fox Sports Radio. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.